up, squad? It's Maddie, a.k.a. Mads Tads on Instagram, as some of you probably know me better that way. I'm so excited you stumbled upon my podcast so I can take you outside the four walls that is SoulCycle and into the world, beyond the bike. Former Hollywood executive assistant turned master instructor at SoulCycle, I'm here to tell you all the wild stories that took me on the journey to get to where I am today and hopefully how we're going to get to our next best versions of ourselves. Stick around. It's going to be a wild ride. This is Mads Tad's Beyond the Bike. Can y'all even believe that it is episode 30? Of Mads Tad's Beyond the Bike. Like, are you sure? (laughs) Are you positive? Hell yes. Squad, how are we? How we doing out there in, in the world? You know, it's so crazy. I, Sunday, I... I went home, I was in Rhode Island, and I was feeling like really low. And throughout this entire process, I've felt a lot of different things and been dealing with a lot of different things, as all of us have. This is not like the woe is me story, but we have all been dealing with so much shit for so many months. And... Sunday was like my low point. I remember I I had like just a weird time at home with my family and emotions are running high and it's really just tough to be around people for a certain amount of time right now because everybody's like almost not in their like right perfect mindset or bringing certain things to the table. I myself included, like I'm not necessarily my most like excited, positive self, like right off the cusp. I have to really work at it in order to show up in the same capacity that I was a long time ago. So I was driving back from Rhode Island and I, it was started pouring and I was driving and I had a moment of like, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm just so over it. And I was, I felt so low. I got back. I, cr- I cried for like an hour and a half in my car, which if you're a big crier the way I am, when you cry, you get like the most like pain, like the most debilitating migraine after you cry. That's like what happens to me. I don't know if that happens to anybody else, but that's what happens to me. And so I got back to Boston. I had like the migraine from freaking hell and I was laying in bed and I was trying to fall asleep and I was like I'm gonna run a half marathon tomorrow (laughs) because naturally that's that's the thought process behind all this right (laughs) I feel like I couldn't be any lower than the ground beneath my feet and I'm gonna have this wild idea to run a marathon a half sorry half marathon tomorrow And I set my alarm for 6.30 a.m. Monday morning. Or no. I mean, I'm getting this wrong. Sunday morning. So backtrack. It was Saturday when I felt really low. And then Sunday, I set my alarm. 6.30 a.m. Woke up. Put my sneakers on. Walked outside. 
and ran a half marathon. (laughs) I think if you've been following me throughout quarantine, throughout COVID, throughout life, throughout whatever, I tend to run here and there. And I was at a point where, you know, I was pushing the miles. I was hitting eight. I was hitting 10. And I just... I just decided that I was going to do something for myself in this moment to feel victorious because I can't remember the last time I had a big win where I felt like, hell yes, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling accomplished. I'm crushing goals, which is hilarious because if I had a dime for every time somebody was like, you're crushing COVID, I'd never have to work again. But this may come as a shocker to some. It's not always what it looks like. Because, again, that whole voyeuristic thing of what Instagram is, I feel like I keep it pretty freaking real. But, like, I don't feel like I'm crushing it, y'all. And so I had to wake up and do something for me. And naturally, that looked like doing a half marathon. I am super grateful that my body is capable of doing something like that and I was able to get the miles in and train and I'm not really sure if I would have ever been able to do this had it not been for not teaching Soul Cycle. So it's so funny. One of my favorite quotes is, I believe it's Steve Jobs. It's like, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. And that's kind of how I feel a day into the future of half marathon. Like what, what did this non-negotiable pause from the bike give me? And how can I be grateful for it today instead of being angry or upset or feeling like my whole livelihood has been completely, quote unquote, excuse my French, fucking derailed. So it's looked a lot like, how do we pivot? How do we pivot? How do we pivot? And it relates a lot to me to running. Because when I set out to run, I'm never really on a course. I just go out and I hit the pavement and I start and I put my Strava app on or my Whoop and I tee it all up and I just go. And I just let my body decide what I'm going to do. I don't pick a route. I just kind of go for it. And I pivot down different streets and I take different turns and I don't know where I am half the freaking time. But I keep going. And eventually I make it to where I'm supposed to be, which is usually back at my apartment. And hopefully, you know, there's some water out on the deck or something because I'm usually like going to die. It's definitely not easy. I don't find running easy. It's just something that I've switched to when I can't ride my bike and do what it is that I usually love to do and how I usually love to show up and coach and be all that I am. So this has really been a incredibly interesting time for how running is almost like a metaphor for my life right now like get out there and do it do it to the best of your ability and if something isn't working then you pivot and it's kind of crazy right because most people are not really 
into running or super against running or they're like, Maddie, I don't understand how you can just go out and do that. But it it has been single-handedly the only thing that has kept me somewhat sane the last five months, which is wild. And I used to be a huge, 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 huge runner when I lived in LA. I love running. I love running in the heat. I'm some sort of psycho. I would go to Runyon when there were like these notices that were like, it's too hot, like avoid Runyon. And that's when I would go in like the skimpiest outfit I could find and just sweat out like all my demons. I'd sweat out all my demons at Runyon. It would be like 104 degrees and I'm that psycho girl at Runyon running around. And running for me is like therapy. And I think that's why I've been so oddly obsessed with it during quarantine, COVID, whatever, because it's become my way of dealing with things and finding control in the uncontrollable. It's like, what can I control in this moment? I can control my breath. I can control my route. I can control my music and I can somewhat quiet my mind and control my mind because I can only focus on the next steps I'm putting in front of me because that's how I stay in my run. It's like, it's crazy. And it reminded me of another time that I really connected with running. And it also happened to be a pretty weird negative time in my life. I was working for this particular uh, boss of mine in LA and it was pretty freaking horrible. And I would come home from work and I lived in West Hollywood at the time on North Harper Ave. So you can actually like literally pull up your Google Maps if you want. I would run from North Harper all the way to like Westwood, like almost where Diddy Reese was, if you know LA or you can picture that. And it was so far. And basically I would come home from work and I was so angry and so upset that I would just put my shoes on and I would walk out the door and I would run until I physically couldn't run anymore. And that's how I like dealt with my anger and sorrow, whatever. Now, it's a little different for me currently because I know my limitations. And back then I didn't. I actually ran myself into one of the worst knee injuries I've had, which is shock surprise how I started riding bikes that go nowhere. Um, and what's different now is, you know, I ran the half yesterday and I didn't do anything today. And old me would have uh, tried to go back out and go running again today, which is just no good. That's when it turns into almost an addiction and definitely not a good one. But being able to just recognize the similarities of, of the situation is pretty empowering and, and only in hindsight could I have found what I've found through running now that I has morphed into this just, it's my, almost like my savior. The, the runs that I've gone on are pretty much, <laughs> I'd argue one of the only things keeping me from going completely insane during this time. It's, it's become my greatest form of therapy and exercise and mindset and mental toughness. I mean, I can't 
even explain how mentally trying going from mile 10 to 13.1 was. And I don't think I've ever felt anything like that in my life, at least not at least not in a while. I, I think the last time I can remember a like really, you know, digging into the physical pain and be like, oh, okay, like, yes, yeah, this is kind of like tough right now, but I have a bigger goal was when we were getting trained to teach activate. And, uh, the week that we were getting trained to teach activate, I got, uh, in a really bad car accident. Someone read a, ran a red light on my way to go teach at Chestnut Hill. Uh, shock surprise. And it actually, messed my neck up. My neck is still not the same, but I remember that everybody was shocked when I walked into the room to just keep being a part of the training. Like everybody would have said, it's okay if you don't want to do this training now, like it's too crazy. And I was like, so what's the alternative? I sit home in pain or I sit in the classroom and learn and I'm in pain. Like it's all, it's all the same except by sitting in the classroom, I get something out of it versus getting nothing out of it. And that was the last time I can really remember being in such physical pain and yet still pushing through. And I don't think I was in anywhere near as much pain on uh, yesterday running as I was during that Activate training. But the similarities of being able to see the big picture and knowing that you can push through because you'd rather have said you you've done it and you make it to the other side than having not done it at all. Like if I had stopped at 10 and I didn't finish this thing that I set out to do, I would have been so much more disappointed than ever before. And that related to me with Activate being presented with this opportunity and letting it squander just because someone decided to smash my car up. So it's just interesting how it can all, it's all relative. And when we really kind of let ourselves sink a little and think about, okay, like, what is this teaching me? What is this telling me? What is this reminding me of how much we can learn even from our own past experiences if we so choose to actually open up and dig a little deeper into them? Something that I listened to from mile 10 to mile 13.1 was this YouTube video and I play it and activate often and it's called Running Through Fire, hence the name of this episode. And it's basically all these different spiritual leaders, gurus, motivational coaches, and they all have little snippets of things they say. And one of my all-time favorite, favorite clips is, don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. And if you're not familiar with that one, it's by Eric, Mr. Eric Thomas. And if you've never heard Eric Thomas, well... You gotta, you gotta get on Google. <laughs> you gotta get on YouTube right now. So the running through hell, it's Eric Thomas, it's uh, David Goggins, it's Will Smith talking about how he'd rather die on a treadmill than let somebody else next to him uh, get off after him. And it's just like all these people talking about, you know, the pain is temporary and keep going and keep going. And I listened to that on repeat for, I think like, I mean, it took me like the last half hour of the whole run and 
it's so true how wildly capable we are able to pivot through pretty much anything that is thrown at us. Like the human spirit is so capable of overcoming literally anything we throw at it, be it physical, be it mental, be it emotional, any situation, like our mental, the, the mental gym and our minds are the most powerful thing we have. It's crazy. And so relating the run to life right now, I keep just thinking like, you know, Maddie, and I keep saying your dreams are not canceled. And I keep saying that to friends of mine or people I talk to. And when, when people are down and when like, it feels like, like in the words of Abby Wambach, it feels like life has benched us a little bit. And that's okay, but then how do we... One-upping Abby a little bit is like, yes, you can lead from the bench, but also how can you get back out there? I'm not saying it's going to look the same. I'm not saying it's going to feel the same. I'm not saying your job is not going to be different and you're going to have to figure it out. But to just lay down and give up is just not, it's just, no, no, nope, nope, nope. Find a new dream, find a new goal, find a new business, do something, like do what you can. It is so easy to lay down and want to give up. And I myself am included in that. I am not, I am not, I I don't get to get out of that either because I feel that way so often, but I'm telling you that it is, so doable to get out of that if you just change your mindset. If you just change from from thinking that you are not capable of a giant pivot in your life, you're wrong. You and your mind are the most powerful thing you could ever be equipped with. And don't freaking forget it period. I mean, if that doesn't make you want to like get up and conquer the world and you need to get your ass on YouTube and start just playing all the Eric Thomas videos and everybody. Cause like, this is the school of life. Like keep learning, keep going, keep at it. And it sucks. And I'm not saying it's easy. It's really friggin' hard right now. And anybody who says otherwise is lying. And they're too afraid to say it's hard because they want to keep up some facade, but I like to keep it real with y'all. It's hard as shit right now, but I know that you are your biggest, greatest superpower, and that is it. You are your biggest superpower. Do not forget it. I cannot thank you enough for your constant love, support, and adoration. I will continue to bring you podcasts. Next week, we are starting to bring on guests, so get excited. All the guests, all the conversations, all the crazy wildness from here and beyond the bike. You can find me on Instagram at madstads.com, www.madstads.com, and of course, all my free workouts are offered on YouTube. Hit me up on Insta for all your questions, comments, and concerns. And as I end every single podcast with you beauties, may you always be joyful, loving, 
and above all else, fearless.